Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us, we're that HR analytics dashboard helping all of you HR and people leaders out there become smarter and more data-driven. We know a lot of you are pulling spreadsheets from a lot of the different HR systems you're using to tell a better data-driven story of your workforce. And we know that there's probably a better way. So that's why we created Employee Cycle, an HR dashboard with pre-built integration connectors to the most popular HR systems out there. So we can help you pull all your data into one centralized view for you to view, share, track, analyze all your data from one place. Doesn't that sound amazing? If so, go to EmployeeCycle.com, check us out, schedule a demo. We'd love to talk about how we can help you automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company, because today we have an awesome guest, So please help me welcome to the show, Amy Giulioni. She's the Associate Director of Product at Paylocity. And today we're discussing how HR tech can always meet the expectations of employees. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Amy! Thanks for having me, Appreciate the warm welcome. Awesome. Of course, of course. So Amy, we always like to kick this thing off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? Yeah, I, I definitely did not start in HR. Um, I, I found my way there through software and technology solutions. So I uh, got my business degree in computer information systems and really spent the first part of my career doing government IT consulting work. Um, as I started getting my MBA, I decided to make a career change and move into the private sector. And I moved to a benefits enrollment software company. Um, And that's really where I started to get involved in HR. Um, I got to learn about all the different complexities of HR and benefits and really found a passion here. I decided I wanted to work across all parts of the HR software process and uh, moved to Paylocity where I am today. And I I lead a product team there that focuses on HR and benefits. It's um, It's been really rewarding for me because I love problem solving um, and analytical thinking. And HR is an area that continues to change um, as new solutions um, become available. And as you see those different changing HR needs, I'm lucky enough to be able to, to help provide the solutions there for those HR professionals. Well, you definitely picked an area where a lot of things are changing very fast. So I'm sure it's very exciting in the world of product when it comes to HR tech. Oh yeah, always changing. Yeah, yeah, we know that very well. So today we're talking about how HR tech can always meet the expectations of employees. I think this is such an interesting and relevant topic because, one, it's a moving target. Employees are getting more used to so many consumer apps and so many other non-work experiences that they're now expecting in the workplace, which didn't exist 10, 20, 30 years ago. And so work was the only place that you might be experiencing any software technology, but now it's all around us. So I can only imagine how much of a moving target it is today as things like Netflix or social media sites force people at work to think, why isn't this just as easy as 
be playing Angry Birds or whatever game that you're playing on your phone. So before we dig into all the very specific areas of meeting expectations of employees, I'm just curious to know just what is the state of employee sentiment of what you believe how employees actually view the HR software that they're using? Do they hate it? Do they love it? Are most people indifferent? Do they not even think about it? It's just something that they do because it's for work. What's your thoughts there? Yeah, it's really interesting because I, I think it's definitely changed over the time. And just thinking back to you know the start of my career where I don't remember having any type of software to do this and uh, remember starting my first job and it was just a pile of paperwork, right, that you're going through filling out for, for HR as you started a job and going to in-person trainings to, to stay up to date on all the new compliance regulations. And you're right, as um, as it's changed and as we've seen this new technology, um, we really see that um, employees do have expectation around their HR technology and around uh, the information their, their employers provide. I think the biggest uh, shift that we saw was a few years ago with the, the pandemic and moving more uh, employees to remote work really became that that big shift of um, mobile first and being able to reach your employees wherever they were, even if they weren't in the office. And, and we've seen that the employee sentiment hasn't changed here, um, whether they're in the office, whether they're working from home. There's an expectation that um, as an employee, I want to be able to complete all of those HR tasks on my on my mobile device. I want to be able to check my paycheck, um, enroll in benefits, do the things I have to do, but take it further and also be able to see that collaboration. And I think that's where we've seen the biggest shift is around that sentiment on how technology can help us collaborate um, across the workforce. And from what you're saying, it sounds like that biggest inflection shift happened when the pandemic started or were there already signs and waves of increased expectation that you saw even before then? Yeah, it, it started even before then. I, I think that put probably a hyper focus on it. But really, every generation of the workforce has changed the way that we've seen HR and as we've seen HR technology. So just thinking about the last few years with Gen Z starting to enter the workforce, we, we saw more of a shift to, to mobile, to videos, how we learn um, has changed from the previous generation and the one before that. Um, but which, with each shift, it's really been a piece where in the past it was HR what you had to do, and now it's becoming more of a um, HR technology to help retain employees, um, provide delightful experiences, and really provide that engaging state for them. So, you know, good example is I think that hyper focus around uh, COVID is is where we saw it was really hard to engage with your fellow employee that wasn't sitting next to you and being able to have HR technology where you can celebrate things of birthdays coming. Let's celebrate that together. Um, we've we've helped bridge that gap at Paylossy. We're looking at like an online community where you can post announcements out, but also be able to celebrate things of you've got a work anniversary, um, great job on that presentation, um, be able to share videos and learnings. And that sentiment we've seen really provides that delight back to the employee and keeps them wanting to come back. What's so interesting about what you just said is that some of the things that you mentioned almost seem like they don't, they're not just HR topics. There are things that just need to happen across the company. And so I'm curious, 
do you see HR tech spreading into areas that traditionally wouldn't be thought of as HR because all employees are now expecting all of these things? Or are you still seeing that there is a clear line between what's HR tech or what some people are calling future of work versus what should be owned by managers or other lines of the business? Yeah, I I think it really has shifted um, from the think of more the traditional transactional tasks to um, that future of work. As an employee, I, I have things that I need to do day to day, but I also want to have that engagement. How do I learn? How do I grow in my career? Um, how do I engage with my manager? And especially, you know, how do I continue to, to stay up to date as, as we see that growing change um, in their career? You know, one of the things that you mentioned is around that manager aspect too. And I think it's important, right? There's HR technology where we've traditionally focused on the needs of um, the HR professional, but really we're all using that. Employees are using it, managers are using it, you know, brokers, HR technology, and there's all of those different needs that we need to look at and and bring together to really provide that better experience. Uh, if you think about employees, you know, happy employees uh, hopefully mean happy employers as well. And so it's being able to balance um, the needs of both. I've been seeing a lot of LinkedIn and social media posts about trying to create this concept around employee personalization or a lot of employee experience. I think everyone in HR has been hearing this employee experience. And then I'm hearing other terms that seem pretty new and maybe trendy, like radical flexibility when it comes to allowing employees to basically, I'm just going to dumb this down and say, do whatever they want as long as they're doing or getting their work done. So I'm curious with these trends that are happening, especially the one around radical flexibility, how do you think HR tech needs to help employers to be able to provide this personalization, this radical flexibility to create this ultimate employee experience? Yeah, it's and it, I think you're right. It, it is becoming a bigger piece, <clears throat> that radical flexibility. And I think the way that HR tech can really help is by focusing on what are those key needs. You know, I work in products, so one of the things that uh, we look at is a customer as a co-creator and and really digging in with them, talking to employees about those needs and and how having a personalized experience could help them, um, how it can help our employers as well. So if you think of just some of the um, normal day-to-day items that they have, um, you have a life event and um, an employee gets married, how great would it be to have a personalized experience there where I can celebrate that um, to my team? Hey, let's celebrate that this person got married. Um, let's post it out there. We can all share a, you know, maybe a quick image or congrats to them. It can help them to then go enroll um, that new spouse in their benefits, make all the different changes they need from an HR perspective. And that's where that personalization and HR tech really helps. It's taking the the tactical items of I, I need to add my spouse to my benefits or change my tax deductions and taking away that transactional and really making it personalized to that person experiences and uh, make them think of it more of a strategic 
way from HR side, if you if you think of that HR professional, it's providing that engaging experience. When I think about the HR role, I personally think of HR being the product manager of the workforce. And so HR manage, manages a product and their product is the workforce and they need to make sure that they're providing the best experience possible in this product experience. And so with you being a product leader, I'm curious to make this a little bit more actionable for our leaders, for our HR leaders listening, what are some of the things that they should be thinking about or even some type of framework that they should be using to understand how to use HR tech to provide the best product to their customer, which is the employee? Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting that you uh, you manage them of HR being a product manager and, and that workforce. So as, as I think about HR tech and um, how they can use that to provide that um, that great experience for their workforce, you know, I think one of the pieces is just really don't don't be afraid of change. HR is going to change. It's going it, to. We've seen that happen as new regulations come out. It's going to. It's going to continue as we have a new workforce um, with Gen Z more and more entering um, into the workforce today. But I think if looking at some of the frameworks there, you know, we focus on key uh, product principles to help us from a product perspective really make sure that we are focusing on those key areas to provide that best experience. And so one of the key principles that we have is around making employees' lives better. And and I think from an HR perspective, um, thinking of them as a product manager of a workforce, that's ultimately their goal. They want to make employees' lives better and, and be able to provide those modern experiences. I, I think another piece is just really focusing on what are simple um, but significant things that they can do within HR technology to help create that experience. So making sure that they're they're looking at what's going to drive the best value for my employees as I'm trying to attract new talent, uh, retain my existing employees, and continue to develop their careers. You know, it, it's a lot for HR professionals to balance. And I think focusing on that continuous learning and curiosity is really going to help um, them to make sure that they're they're using technology to focus on employees and provide that that great experience. Um, and and I think the other part is is really looking at how can these tools help to automate that um, for them. So you know going back to I was mentioning but the paper, you know we've moved past that. We're we're using technology now, but how can we continue to improve that process and provide some of that non-traditional uh, information in tech, technology. I know a lot of HR leaders may be hesitant to start any new effort or workforce initiative because it just takes so much time and energy to kick it off. Also, they have to make a strong use case for it, which may involve getting budget for it, which they don't think that they can get. And so they'll, they'll just shelve it. But I know from a product management perspective, you're always trying to do tests and potentially roll out things in beta, test, get feedback, continuous iteration and improvement. Are there any best practices around how you test, maybe launch a very simple feature or launch something in beta that's not fully baked yet, but, that, but that's the intention to get feedback? Are there any principles that you could share with our audience and they could potentially leverage to do the same so that they don't have to be all in on everything they do, but 
test the waters with some things to see if it works and if it's even worth doing in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the way that I like to think about it is, you know, think big, think think what that big problem is that they're trying to solve, but but start small, be able to look for that that small change that you can make um, in the HR experience. So, you know, from a product perspective, um, we look at technology on, you know, do we need to add a new screen and a new button, um, new wording can be something very small from that perspective that can help drive behavior. From HR technology perspective, it can be overwhelming, right? Thinking of all the things that you have to do as an HR professional, but thinking of some of the small pieces that you can make changes. So, you know, going back to the example of a life event of just having a uh, a video where you can be able to say congratulations to uh, that team member that, that just got married. That's a really small piece that they can test out and see. And, and measure the results. One of the things that we like to do in product is, is really focus on data. Um, you know, data is key, as, as you know, and um, help us understand is it driving that, that behavior we want. Um, HR professionals can do the same thing. What are they looking at um, driving across their employees? Is it that engagement? Um, is it that um, learning aspect and seeing that they're using those tools. And so by taking those small pieces and peeling back what they're trying to drive, um, that can really help build that longer-term plan. One of the most controversial aspects of adopting software is that a lot of people feel that the executives of the C-suite will say, oh, we want this thing because it's the big brand, it's the big name. But the people who are actually using it, primarily the employees, they hate it. They think it sucks, they hate using it, but the company adopted it because they figured everybody else is using it, or it may be great for security or permissions or reporting or whatever it is, but the user experience is not that good. And so how do you provide some insight to HR leaders as they're thinking about how to even choose which HR platforms they should be using to meet these always changing expectations of employees? Yeah, I think the biggest piece is really looking at the the needs of your employees and your workforce. Um, every company is unique um, and has different size, um, different generations there, and they and they have different needs across um, the types of users. You mentioned, you know, the C-suite. A lot of times, there's different needs and wants from an HR professional versus that employee versus a manager. And so when when they're looking at the different HR technologies and evaluating it, I think it's it's helpful to take that step back um, and look at uh, you know what is the goal that we we have around this for those different user bases. You know, uh, the customer's co-creator can be a really helpful piece here of bringing in the room um, some of those different individuals from different viewpoints outside the C-suite to to help. Um, around the decision process. If, if that's not possible, though, I think around a rollout for HR technology, there's ways to evangelize that across your employee base and to get them excited uh, about the, the new technologies coming and really relating it back to how it's going to help them. No one wants to do more work than they were doing before and, and have to do more paperwork and more clicks. So showing how we can reduce down that manual burden um, on employees and and how it makes it easier for them to do something like requesting time off um, can really help to drive that that excitement from the user and the employee perspective. 
Amy, I can talk to you about this all day because you're just so knowledgeable about this. But I do want to ask you one last question, and that is, we covered a lot in a very short period of time. So if there's either one thing that you want our audience to walk away from, from what we discussed today, or if there's one question that you wish I would have asked that I didn't and you want to answer now, what would that be? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think the biggest piece is um, don't don't be afraid of, of change and uh, technology. I think all of us in HR know um how that has impacted us and how we see it changing. Uh, you know, I mentioned in the beginning when we first started chatting about the the stack of paperwork and just how I've seen it evolve. I think really looking at HR technology as a way to help you there. Don't be afraid of those changes and how it will continue to really evolve into uh, the what's next for us. You know, one of the things that uh, I like to, to look at is what's What's our think next generation is what we say at Paylocity. So how do we focus on that change and that continuous learning and curiosity? Um, so my hope is that uh, as HR professionals listening, that um, you're focused on that as well. And how can you continuously um, learn and dig into the needs of your employees and really help to provide that, that great HR solution? Amy, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast, dropping so many gems of wisdom around product management and meeting the expectations of employees. This was super valuable, and I'm sure that our audience learned a lot. So thank you so much, Amy. Thanks for having me, Bruce. So Amy, where can people find you? And probably not hard to find Velocity online, but where can people find you online? Yeah, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn um, at Amy Giulioni. And um, yeah. Uh, definitely encourage you to check out Paylocity, see if it can help you with your HR tech needs, and feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. So if you enjoyed this episode as much as Amy and I did making it, please leave us a five-star rating. Also, if this is your very first time listening to our podcast, but now you're hungry for more episodes, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.